So uh, let, let me just give you a little, um, a, a little bit of history to put in context this really turbulent year that we've had. Uh, we certainly have uh, a president um, who, at this stage of the game, uh, is, is not as popular as previous presidents have been at the end of their first year in terms of uh, uh, public opinion surveys. Uh, we also have a much narrower majority than the last two presidents have had in their opening year in Congress. Um, now, it's only varying degrees, and if you compare our time period to uh, 16 years ago at this time, when President George W. Bush was around, you could argue there are more moderate Democrats in the House of Representatives, Nick, um, and more moderate Democrats in the Senate in order to put a vote coalition together. Uh, eight years ago, uh, President Barack Obama had 60 votes in the Senate uh, until uh, about, uh, well, this month, uh, uh, eight years ago, uh, they lost their, their 60th vote with the election of Scott Brown, a special election that was determined based off of an issue, which was the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare. That, that special election was defined by an issue that, uh, that was of national public importance. I, I would remind you, Scott Brown was not elected because his opponent was a pedophile, or accused pedophile. So we're not living in exactly the same time we were living eight years ago. Um, I'm sorry, allegedly, an alleged, um, uh, am I safe now? Yeah. Okay. So eight years ago, little different time period as well. But only, but eight years ago, with 60 votes in the Senate and a larger majority than we have in the House, Democrats at that point had been able to pass only one signature item into law, which was the stimulus. And the stimulus that the president signed in his opening month of being president, uh, by this period in time, eight years ago, was disliked by the American people, uh, had a greater disapproval than approval number as a matter of public policy. And in fact, eight years ago at this time, Obamacare had not been signed into law either, uh, part one or part two of Obamacare. Uh, that took till March of uh, 2010 for that to be put in place. So if you look at the first year of this president's term, uh, in the last year that we've been through, we've gotten one piece of legislation through that is about as popular as, uh, as Obamacare was at the time. So think about this. Our tax reform plan that we passed into law in December um, is about as popular as what the President, what President Obama was trying to do with health care at the time. And from implementation, every month, Obamacare got worse over the course of 2010, 2011, and 2012. Well, what we believe will happen with, with tax reform is once people's paychecks change in February, they'll start to see the benefits of it. And once people are, receive the benefits that are coming from corporations reinvesting their people, trying to maintain their workforce as well, that that economic benefit will actually spur them to feel more positively about tax reform. 
And we believe we got the fundamentals right so that economic growth will be stronger, that investment will be stronger, that wage growth will start to uh, materialize in a substantive way. And so that long-term, that right investment policy will wear much differently than the ACA war for my Democrat colleagues. Now that's our, our case, that's our uh, case that we're making right now, we have to continue to make uh, over the next uh, couple of months, over the next year. Um, and so I just wanted to give a little bit of context for what people have uh, really here in DC is this minute by minute, tweet by tweet, change by change, drama by drama, uh, act that we all, we all are deeply engaged in. And let's face it, if we're not deeply engaged in it, then really none of us would have jobs. So, I mean, it's really to our benefit to pay attention to the soap opera and, and participate in it a little bit. So, the macro picture and how the American people view this is different than how we view it inside the Beltway, in a substantive and real way. Um, so, why don't I end it there, because I know you all are questioning group, and uh, rather than go on further, but... Um, for the first year of this president's term, uh, given the, the, the mass amount of drama, um, given the slow start in hiring, given the slow start of getting appointments through the Senate, you still have major wins for Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, getting more judges uh, on the court in the, the president's first year than really any president in, in, in a couple generations have gotten. Um, and certainly given the, the, the highly charged partisan nature of, of uh, uh, all judgeships at this moment through the United States Senate, that is a significant score for this first year. Uh, but even still, we actually have a piece of economic policy that can benefit people, that will benefit people, that we can run on, that we can talk about, that will benefit the economy. And that is far better than what my Democrat colleagues could say uh, one year in to President Obama's term, or even at that point, um, going back to 01, 93, uh, 89, or um, uh, really 81 at, the, at that point. So, well, 81, you, you did have significant uh, tax reform that, that uh, was uh, a rate reduction for individuals that they got to see that. Um, so anyway, why don't I stop rambling and let you ask questions? So December obviously finished great with the tax bill, but a lot of things were left over. So let me get your thoughts on two things. One is, how do we resolve the unfinished things from December? So how does, get your thoughts on how the CR, omnibus, DACA kind of resolution January, February turns out. And then kind of the second piece is once you kind of finish that business, what are the biggest issues in 2018? Is it infrastructure, welfare? Sure. What do you think those issues are? That's the reason why I skipped over this. Um, <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, uh, we've got uh, a meeting at Camp David this, this weekend to determine a bit of that uh, House-Senate White House coordination um, in terms of issue set, um, which, which is, you know, kind of a novel concept uh, to actually get on the same page about this stuff. Uh, but to actually have a, a wider discussion about the, the politics of this year, the agenda for this year. Um, having said that, what we've had uh, for the last uh, six years are, are November-December agreements that carry for two years. That's, that's what we've been working under. And so uh, 
looking at that, we'll, we have a, uh, you have to have set a, a caps deal, so you have higher uh, defense spending. And as a result of that, everybody, you know, it's, it's very obvious that what uh, uh, Chuck Schumer is saying is that or, in order to clear it in the Senate, uh, they have to have uh, dollar for dollar for, for discretionary. Now, as a part of that, you also have disaster assistance, which is discretionary spending as well. Uh, so those two things could be lumped in together. But you have to have a CAPS agreement. That has to be signed into law so you can write appropriations bills. I believe that you'll have a CAPS deal before the expiration of the CR, which is January 19th. Uh, before we leave that week, we'll, we'll have uh, passed through the House, the Senate, and the President will have signed uh, a new CAPS agreement. And then a short-term continuing resolution in order for the appropriators to write uh, the package or packages in order to fund the government for the rest of the fiscal year. As a part of that CAPS deal, it'll be a two-year agreement. So we go into uh, the next regular order uh, business of appropriating uh, for the next fiscal year uh, and the opportunity for bipartisan appropriations bills, some bipartisan appropriations bills to make it into law on their own. As a matter of dealing with that, you have to deal with that disaster assistance money that we carried through the House and put on uh, put on the Senate's uh, uh, you know send it over to the Senate. Uh, that bill we carried on our own in the House of Representatives. Uh, Democrats once we got our number, they then came on uh, to vote with us. Uh, we broke their back on the continued resolution. And I'm sorry, Republicans in the House passed a continued resolution and disaster assistance, um, and that actually. Uh, took Nancy Pelosi's authority when it came to DACA away from her. And this shifted the debate into a bipartisan, bicameral agreement on what DACA would look like and what the spending agreement would look like in much more favorable terms to Republicans and to the White House. Uh, and by Republicans in the House carrying uh, that continued resolution, which was no simple task, for us to carry two during the month of December, it has never happened. Uh, in my um, 13 years in the House. Um, so to see that uh, happen actually sets us up better for this discussion that the Speaker's engaged in with the, uh, the, with the Minority Leader and the Majority Minority Leader in, in the Senate as well. Um, I, I think those things will come together pretty well. Um, then we've got a handful of other items that have to be resolved as well. We've got uh, FISA um, as well as a number of other items that we have to clear, clear the decks on. Uh, so this first quarter will be an active one, will be a big one, uh, and much more in keeping what a normal November, December has looked like for the last six years. Um, that will be the big legislative achievements of, of, of the year, I think. The President will get his wall funding, will fix immigration, in a way that only this president could fix immigration, um, and um, and then sort of clear the logjam so you can have some regular order business take place. 